Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Krenitsa, The Well, a podcast series about interesting and noteworthy Ukrainians from around the globe. Today is Thursday, September 29, 2022. Our guest for this episode is Vadim Granovsky, who is a coffee entrepreneur and founder of Coffee in Action Charity Fund, which is supporting the Ukrainian army with the Coffee Care Project. And this episode is produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, an English language newspaper that has been published in the U.S. for the global Ukrainian community since 1933. Welcome, Vadim. How are you? Um, hi, I'm Michael. Thank you. I'm, um, I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for joining us today. So to start off with, uh, I'd like to get some background about your education and your profession. Um, sure. Um, what we traditionally call as uh, education, I have, I guess, a pretty um, standard management uh, degree from uh, university in my uh, hometown, which is uh, Cherkasy, central uh, Ukraine. And um, I also have uh, a professional uh, coffee education, which may sound different, but there is, uh, let's call them degrees in, 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 in coffee education, uh, barista skills, green coffee, etc. So uh, this is it. I have a, a degree in, in, in management and uh, sort of coffee degree as well. Great. And you did mention that you're from Cherkasy in central Ukraine? Uh, yes. Um, the heart of Ukraine in many ways. Uh, in Ukrainian, we say Zemlya Bogdana i Tarasa, referring to uh, Bogdan Khmelnytsky and uh, Taras Shoshenka. Understood. And just for full disclosure, I am a great fan of espresso coffee. So that's what attracted me to what you're doing currently. I understand that Ukraine has a long history with coffee. How and why did you decide to become a coffee entrepreneur? Uh, Ukraine indeed has quite a long uh, history. I think we can documentally uh, track it to 17th century. Uh, and uh, the person I mentioned today, Bogdan Khmelnytsky, was also one, one of those people in a way introduced uh, uh, coffee culture uh, to Ukraine. But many other people like Pele Porlik, uh, Semen Pali, um, Ivan Mazepa, people who played big role in, in founding the um, Ukrainian um, government uh, as such. I'm, I'm referring to uh, Hitmanshina, the, the Cossack state of uh, 17th century. Many of those people actually had uh, have been a coffee um, coffee lovers. They they consume coffee on a regular basis. So 17th centuries is when uh, Ukraine were introduced to coffee, and since then I think Ukrainians are in love with this coffee and. Uh, particularly the, the brewing methods with, with Jezbe, what we call a Turkish coffee, or as we say in Ukraine very diplomatically, uh, Eastern coffee. I, I could probably compare it to what happens in Italy with mocha pots. If you know these iconic brewing devices, which 
which are called Mocha, Mocha Express. Uh, they are everywhere in, in, in Italy. Every every household has a few in different sizes. And I think something quite similar happens in Ukraine. In Ukraine, when most of the households have Jezve, or as we call them, Turka. How did you become an expert on Jezve? Or it's also called, I think, Ibrik, the brewing yes. method more commonly called Turkish or Eastern coffee. How did you become in that? Uh, it is actually called Ibrik in many other names as well. It's quite a deep and big culture most of the countries who are in touch or influenced or culturally had a cu cultural exchange with the ottoman empire uh, they uh, embraced this brewing method um i started to investigate whether i can in improve the, the taste and, and the quality of this coffee because it's it's a home brewing coffee so as an opposite to uh, an espresso, which espresso is is is, is um, a specialty coffee industry where uh, science and and skills applied to make coffee better. So I decided to apply science and skills and and perhaps a passion to to Jezve and, and started to improve the the recipes, the brewing vessels, uh, and eventually I could uh, safely call Jezve coffee I brewed uh, tasty. Um, and became, I decided to compete. I decided to enter the championships. And uh, in 2013, there was a world uh, just the championship in uh, Istanbul, in Turkey. And I came fourth on, on this championship representing Ukraine. That was the first ever Ukrainian entry in, in the world just the championship. So that was basically the, the, the start of, of my professional development in, in this brewing method. And what is this Ukrainian coffee style which you have introduced? We um, wanted to create a very strong coffee. Actually, that drink, that particular drink we call Ukrainian, Ukrainer, uh, is a mix of espresso and jezve. I think... Both of them are quite strong coffees. We are talking about intense, rich flavors of espresso and uh, jezve. Uh, so the recipe is pretty simple. I've been using it for years when I wanted a strong coffee. Uh, I would brew a double espresso, a doppio, and I would brew a jezve. And I would add jezve coffee into the cup with espresso. So essentially, it's, it's a cocktail of two brewing styles, quite different. But when you combine, you have a very intense, very rich, very strong coffee. And this is how many uh, troops, many Ukrainian soldiers liked it, uh, as strong as it gets. There are similarities with another coffee, which is called Red Eye. I'm not sure whether you've heard of it, but it's very popular with Transatlantic travelers. So, if people would fly overnight from, say, New York to uh, London, and they would arrive to the hotel at 5 or 6 uh, a.m. and they would ask for a strong coffee and a barista would, would make it. It would be a filter coffee and espresso on the top. So it's intense, strong coffee which will kind of wake you up. But when did you establish your Coffee in Action Cafe in Kiev? And I believe it was in the Podil district? Uh, yes, it's in the historical uh, district of Podil, uh, 2016. I uh, 
I came back to, to Ukraine from uh, England. Or, well, after I've been also living in Indonesia for two years. So I've, I've started to kind of come back regularly from uh, summer 2013. And, and in autumn 2013, I um, decided that I will try to gradually move back to, to Ukraine. And uh, it took me a few years to kind of settle. I've spent a year in Lviv. And eventually uh, moved to, to Kyiv with an idea to uh, open a coffee shop. So it was February 2016. But prior to that, I invested probably two years of my time into uh, maybe resurrecting or maybe starting the, the, the jazzware industry in Ukraine. Because I've organized two national championships, two Ukrainian jazzware championships to kind of... Uh, engage a uh, specialty coffee community with this brewing method. It is a very old brewing method, but it was pretty much uh, not forgotten. People at home obviously brewed, but it was not very popular with a new generation of, of, of specialty coffee professionals. So I tried to uh, in, in, in engage them. And I think we succeeded because those championships are now held regularly. And then in 2016, I decided to focus on my own coffee shop, and that's how Coffee in Action in Badil was uh, launched, February 2016. And let's turn our attention to the Coffee in Action charity fund, which you established. When did you establish it and why? The charity was officially registered in uh, June 2022, but the idea was born much earlier, in, in March uh, when 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 the war started, and I've realized how big the demand uh, for coffee is from from the soldiers. I've I've known quite a few people with a military background or active uh, members of service who were customers of the coffee shop and 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 even friends. So when when everything started within a few weeks, I was already engaged in in supplying coffee. To the soldiers and the demand grown because of word of mouth because i was also promoting what i do on, on, on social media and on facebook i posted stories i posted pictures i uh, posted my thoughts and reflections so uh, an idea to support uh, military personnel with quality coffee and on the later stage the brewing equipment was born in march it great um, gradually it, it is is it grown uh, and in June I established the charity fund and it, it's pretty much focused on on supplying uh, coffee jazzwares which are produced in uh, in Turkey but they are a Turkish product with Ukrainian soul they are high quality jazzwares which I've used for my championship competitions and most of the top professionals in the world use that jazzwares so effectively we supply to our soldiers, the top of the range brewing equipment. And now we even develop new products uh, for, for, for the army. The, the coffee products focused on, on delivering fast and quality coffee on the front line. So how have you funded your work? A tricky uh, thing to get finding uh, because when the first couple of months we had uh, donations, I kept writing on, on a Facebook that we are supplying coffee, so we had donations uh, from companies, from from uh, from people. Um, but when the demand grew, uh, I realized that we need uh, an income 
funds which will be regularly uh, allocated for hundreds of, of, of kilos of coffee and, and hundreds of, of jesuits being produced. So I came up with an idea to uh, sell part of those jesuits. They are designed specifically for, for, for Ukrainian military. It's quite tough, heavy-duty brewing vessels with copper and um, heat-treated military-grade carbon steel. They look like a, a very tough jesuit. And People wanted to buy them, uh, so I decided that we'll sell half of them to finance the, the, the concept. Essentially what it is, for every chess we bought on our online store, uh, we send one to buyer, but we have funds to produce two. So every Jesuit we sell gives us a chance to produce two Jesuits, one for the buyer and one for, for, the, for the Ukrainian soldier, which we send together with coffee, complimentary to... Uh, a military units uh, I work with. So it's a self-financing uh, idea, which uh, works pretty well, particularly after we got some attention from uh, media and and uh, uh, and some, some people also promoted what we do. Uh, so companies get in touch, some people get in touch, they would buy, let's say, 10 Jesuits for personal use or also to send for the, for the troops. And I will have funds to produce, let's say, 20. That's how it works. Pretty simple idea. And they understand that the Chesva that you produce for sale is branded with Ukrainian Trizuk? Yes. Um, when we worked on the design, I spoke to my uh, partner from, from Turkey. I've been working with, with Emir for pretty much 10 years. He produces Jesvas. Uh, the company is called Soy. They are well known. They are truly the, the artisans. They produce a professional grade copper cookware. And Jesvas is just a part of what they do, a small part, I would say. So I, uh, I asked him, what can we do? I need like a heavy duty brewing equipment. I need to create something. I want a coffee bayraktars, I call them. They're uh, referring to the Turkish made uh, drones, which, which made a big difference in our fight. Uh, so we came up with an idea uh, to have a jazzware with a handle made from military-grade heat-treated carbon steel with Ukrainian trident engraved, well, cut, cut by laser. Um, and then they, they became quite well-known um, in, in the army, and the, that name, Coffee Baraktars, has also stuck. So now they are, they are known as the Coffee Baraktars. Vadim, unfortunately, we're just about out of time, but I do want to ask you another question. What has been the major challenge you face with your coffee care project? I think that the biggest challenge we have now is to, to grow. Uh, this, this project has outgrown the, the initial idea. Uh, so right now, I need to make sure that it runs smoothly. It's a charity fund, but it should be it should be run like a systematic project. Uh, business with, with the main with the core idea to support the military uh, to develop new products we develop a coffee top so like a single serve coffee uh, product for for the army so this is the biggest challenge to maintain this to grow this and then that's something i look forward to even though i understand it's tough well, Dean, where can our audience find out more about your project, especially if they'd like to purchase one of your Chesve and, and some Ukrainian coffee? Uh, if uh, 
people want to support us or just read more about the idea, uh, I suggest to go to uh, www.coffeeinaction.com. There is a little bit of info about uh, what we do now and then information about Jesuits and about the concept. So it's uh, coffeeinaction.com. Vadim, thank you so much for joining us today on Krenitsia. Thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure to, to share this with you. I have been speaking with Vadim Gronowski, who is a Ukrainian coffee entrepreneur and founder of the Coffee in Action Charity Fund that has been supporting the Ukrainian army with the Coffee Care Project. And this is Mike Burek, your host and producer of Kanitsya, The Well, a podcast about interesting and noteworthy Ukrainians from around the globe. And this episode has been produced for the Ukrainian Weekly, an English language newspaper published for the global Ukrainian community in the U.S. since 1933. Until next time, that's all for now.